family, Joseph Babaifa on Our Roots Podcast, where only the strongest roots see the light. Brought to you by Botanica Candles and more. And if you haven't had the opportunity, hit that subscribe button and tap on that like button. Today's episode is on Ifa and relationships. And with me is my partner in crime, Phil the Podcast Doctor. I am here, but not on camera, only for the VIP members. <laughs> if you want to see Phil's illustrious face, please join the membership program. That should be that should be reason alone. That's it. Especially he sometimes he puts on a hat or a mask and it's very exciting. Well, speaking of membership program, I want to shout out some of our special members. You ready for our that? Members, absolutely. Let them know. All right, we got some new premier fans. We got a shout out to Victoria Sweden. Thank you. We got Thank I you. am Justina. And we got Creole Flair. I like that. Yeah. Also, let's uh let's give some love to our, our VIPs. Yeah, of course. Let me uh, I yeah. gotta put the uh Okay. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? Hold on. This is gonna be funny. <laughs> I gotta find it here. All right. Hold on. It's like a game show, right? Yeah. Let's give a shout out to our VIP members. Yeah. All right. We got Omo Elegua. Nice. Scratches. Love scratches. TK. Shout out to TK. And Omi Yoko. Omi Yoko, blessing. Yeah, so those are our VIP members we are shouting out. Don't forget, if you want to join the membership program, it's really, really easy. Just click that button right under this video that says join. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you find relationships. Um, I tell you, when we talk about the human experience, when we talk about people, um, you know, going through life, you know, a very important part of that is finding our other half. And um, Ifa's sole purpose is procreation, right? Helping people towards that, understanding themselves better so they can understand their partners better. And that's where, you know, your sign and all these things come into play. So when we're getting into a relationship as a practitioner of Ifa and Orisha, the right selection, that compatibility is super key because when you look at studies um, or just people speaking from experience, 90% of your happiness is based on who you spend the rest of your life with and ultimately and possibly procreate with. Mm -hmm. So that's what Orula is trying to do. He's trying to demystify you and demystify um, the other person so that when we enter into this contract um, spiritually or legally binding, we don't have any regrets. Now, mind you, obviously, it's not always perfect, but it is something that needs to be worked at so that we can have those great moments that keep us together and finding out about each other. I, I would say um, as a married man, the most exciting part is um, waking up and kind of learning new things about my partner, you know, so. It's got to be interesting when you do, you guys have been together for so long still to find new things that you love about the other person. Yeah, you have to put that effort in. Their interest has to be there. You have to wake up saying, hey, you know, especially with a man towards a woman, with women being so complex being so interesting being so beautiful what don't i know about that creature uh that i live with you know i do have a question now this this may be a little left but that that's part of the field though right because i'm sure somebody is thinking this question right sure you, most religions you both have to be in the religion to to i guess prosper make or make it happen in ifa can one person be initiated and another person can just be not can that work yes if you look at yoruba culture um there is a melting pot of faiths over there even though it's predominantly christian or muslim um you know formally 
you have a lot of people who secretly practice Ifa and Orisha, right? Why secretly, though? Um, The stigma, you know, ironically, even though it is the cradle of where we're from, um, Ifa has been demonized. Ifa is not viewed as a spirituality or religion anymore. It's viewed as folklore or like legends, you know, like. But oh, why, though? It's just because of it's. The unknown. modernization, the modernization and occupa occupation of Nigeria, whether it was through Muslim influence, influence from Great Britain, bringing Christianity over, really, Northern Africa, Southern Europe, all of those influences, um, it really took away from our indigenous beliefs and culture. But the ironic thing about it is the culture is still there to a certain degree, but it's not recognized as Ifa culture. Like, for example, we go to a Nigerian spot, you look at the menu, um, Let's say you order amala and eja, which is like, amala is like this spongy, um, it's made out of yam powder. It's like their version of rice to mm -hmm. a certain degree, but it's like a, a carbohydrate, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have eja, which is fish. So it's ironic because these things were identified in the Odu Oyekumeji, but people won't look at it and be like, oh, wow, Oyekumeji, they'll look at it as like, this is just food. Mm -hmm. But these are foods that are mentioned within the Ifa oracle and are recognized as being present at the dawn of creation. So rather than look at the spiritual ramifications of culture, we're just focusing now on this is what I need to eat to survive. Okay, so so, so you were saying that it was being practiced in secrecy. It's practiced so ahead, in secrecy. Yeah. So let's say you have two Yoruba people, one's Muslim and one's, uh, you know, um, secretly Yoruba. Let's say one person practices only Islam, another practices Islam publicly, but in reality practices ifa um they'll get married you know what i'm saying and um that's where you can make it happen but there's a lot of other ramifications that go in with that right because i've always said the greatest support system i've ever had is my wife mm -hmm. right is erica because there's a big difference between your partner respecting it and your partner motivating you towards it and that motivation is going to come through belief and practice so for example i was in other relationships where it was very understood. I'm a priest of this religion. This is how I make a living. You're going to hear, you know, an animal from every now and again. You're going to have a bunch of random guys coming through the house at certain moments. All of these different things. It was respected, but at the same time, it was not motivated. So what I mean is like, let's say I have a pending at bowl that I have to do for a client or myself. The respectful partner might be like, yeah, you can do that. Whatever. Let me know when you're done. As opposed to Erica, who's like, uh, hey, you have two at bowls in the pipeline that need to get done. And by the way, your son needs a cleaning. My mom needs. And it's a whole different dynamic. And it's really reassuring because it's like it's not just me in this battle. Because that's mm -hmm. ultimately what we're doing here as man and woman, practitioner of Ifan Orisha. We're, we're combating evil. We're combating anything that is trying to destroy the home and the stability of our children, family, because that's ultimately what nature wants. It wants a destroyed home. It wants a, a lack of routine, a lack of discipline, all of these different things. And that's why it's so important to have two warriors in the fight rather than, you know, an onlooker and a soldier. Okay. So, you know, the, you know, the, the, the astrological signs, right? Aries, et cetera. Yeah. Do those have any connection with Ifa? Some people say they got that from us. You know, okay. when you look at the Greeks, um, when they identified that. And then you also have Ayurvedic um, astrology, which is like seen as old world Indian. Mm -hmm. All of those concepts are within Ifa. Now, there's certain Odus where Odumila would stare at the sky and things like that and identify things, you know. 
Um, the Odu of Baba Yoba speaks of this when the cosmos was created and Orumila was able to identify things by way of the messages he would get from the stars. And the Odu of Baba Uturamedzi was where, um, you know, Islam and, and Arabs were kind of identified as utilizing the North Star for direction and, you know, geography and things like that. So it's it's compiled. Um, but as far as if we're talking about relationships, yeah. like I'm not taking into account I'm an Aries and, um, you know, Poroye sign. Um, whether I'm making that decision to move forward. I'm taking into account her sign of hand to be fire initiation. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Or like your Arishas, do they certain Arishas match? That's that's interesting. Compatibility? Because right? most people look at me and Erica and they're like um, two Oshun priests together. That's a uh, an equation for destruction, which I never fully understood. I always visualized like two canaries poking their eyes out, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> poking each other's eyes out. Um but, I mean, if you look in Yoruba land, um, let's say a whole city-state was dedicated to the practice of Oshun. Everybody was initiated in Oshun, and some of those people were together for 100 years and their descendants. So these are new world concepts that come with, hey, we don't know who we are ancestrally, spiritually. We don't know if our ancestors belong to a certain spiritual like space. So I have to ask now, who is my guardian Orisha? And it can be anybody. Right. And therefore, you know, there's certain um, combinations that are seen as ideal or not ideal based on scripture. So, for example, two Oshuns together, there's this concept when you have too much of something together, it's not great. Now, mind you, this isn't actually based on the theology or philosophy of Ifa. This is more cultural um, and, and, to be quite frank, a little bit of an amateur interpretation of literature that really doesn't translate to real life. Because the best relationship I've ever had, luckily, is the one that I'm in right now. Now, mind you, good thing you said that. <laughs> no, I mean straight up. You know what I'm saying? Give it up. You know, but um, when you look at other classic combinations, like some people be like, oh, um, a great combination is like Obadala and Yemaya, right? Mm -hmm. Because Obadala is seen as the father Odisha, Yemaya is seen as the mother Odisha. A combination like this is bound for success. But the thing is, is they're not taking into account two other things: their Odi, I am more destiny or their Odu, which is their sign. So you could have Odus like, um, I don't know, where, where Obatala and Yemaya were on great terms and everything turned out wonderfully. Like, let's say the Odu of Ayobe speaks when Obatala and Yemaya procreated and created population. So that's ideal if, you know, one of them has that sign or both, which is very rare, but what have you. But then you have other signs where Obatala and Yemaya went to war, like in the Odu Oturadi. You know, where Yemaya stole from Obatala, they got divorced, they hated each other. So basing it just off of an Orisha is not a good, you know, gamble because there's so many other components that go into making a human being. And this is not only romantically, this is even spiritually, like when you're going to initiate people, even like interactions. You know what I'm saying? If I, I as a Bawalao, I, I always try to get to know the person first. But when I do have the Odu, I'm looking at the Odu or kind of going back in my repository of information to see, am I compatible with this person, not only socially, um, you know, from professionally, any any of those dynamics. Okay, so so two questions. First one, you said uh, Obatala and Yemaya got divorced. That's, that's kind of a modern thing. How was that back then? Because I know some religions you just absolutely cannot get divorced. Yeah. That's like a... 
Well, it's, it's more like vernacular because you can be divorced and have never signed a piece of paperwork. Like, we can sleep in separate rooms. We cannot be intimate. Like, you know, we're keeping it together for the family or for prestige, what have you. So when I say divorced, maybe they didn't actually, like, you know, end it. Like, you look at, like, a combination or a relationship like Ogun and, uh, and Oya. Ogun and Oya were formally married and Chango and Oba were formally married. Chango and Oya started a relationship, but they never formally abdicated people from their positions or divorced anybody it's just mm. this is what it is and and that equation you do see you know in a, in a modern context where people you know we're, we're, we're partners we live together but other than that we carry on our lives you mm. know now my second question is are there two orishas that you said that you would say oh maybe y'all shouldn't uh God. link up just because you're, you're so vastly different or is that something you just kind of you don't I, I really don't, but for conversation's sake, I'd say two Orishas that I can't imagine should ever be in a relationship, or maybe Chango and Ogun, you know what I'm saying? Because they always went to war, you know, but even then they made peace. Well, that's the story you told me about, and I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to test myself here. Dali. <laughs> Chango and Ogun fought, and Ogun would have beaten Chango if Chango didn't use the magic Exactly, to make the, th- to make the lightning. Ah, and, see? Buriboya. And the reason that all occurred was over Oya. Because Shango wanted to handle Ogun because Ogun did an unthinkable act with his mother. And um, Shango never forgave him for that because of the pain he caused their father, Obadala, mm-hmm. right? So Shango, to get back at Ogun, you know, started finagling with his wife, you know, who was Oya. And it caused this epic battle, you know. And it took one, it was one that took a long time to get over. But ultimately, you know, Ogun moved on. Shango and Oya were always having back and forths. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's no more of a classic war in Ifa and Orisha than between Ogun and Shango for the cause of Oya. So if you, because you can have, you can be um, man or woman and have a male or any, female any energy. Like I'm okay. crowned, I'm crowned a woman, okay. you know, or female. It's not really a woman. It, the Orishas are beyond gender because even within the energy that is Oshun, there's something even known as Oshun Okunring, which is the male aspect of Oshun, or you have Odeo Bingring or Oshosi Obingring, which is the female aspect of Oshosi. It's not that there's any hermaphroditic, you know, connotations or anything like that. This is energy. So why is Shango identified as this nice, you know, uh, mulatto, you know, robust man, you know, who's mm-hmm. just, you know, because when you look at an energy like fire, that's masculine. Mm-hmm. It's destructive. You know, it can be creative. You know, it can be useful. So that imagery caused them to recognize those qualities in certain people. And at least the first time was in a man named Shango. Mm. So it's literally energy incarnate, you know? So being initiated and in, let's say you're single, mm-hmm. right? Are there any certain rituals that you have to take in a, in the dating approach like you say hey, I don't I don't want to use Tinder or I don't want to do online dating are there any traditional rituals that a single person does when they look for a partner well I'll say this the best way to find an ideal partner is to fulfill your destiny okay. you know when you're looking at your life sign the abodes you have pending because ultimately what we're trying to do is harmonize you within nature so by you doing that you're putting yourself in the best position to be around the best option for you um that's super key because if you're not working on yourself or harmonizing yourself, you're not going to ever be able to find your other half. I actually had a childhood friend who passed away. His name was Alonzo. Um, his father's a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was in church cause you know, they didn't know what my beliefs were, but you know, I've always been a fan of church. You know, I was raised Catholic to a certain degree. So I went, 
Um, and the food, you know, Mrs. Smith was cooking was banging, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm like, this is worth listening to. And it was a great <laughs> word, you know, as a young man, it, it provided me with a lot of solace and a lot of direction. I'll never forget the pastor. He was saying love is like a pyramid, you know, okay. you have one person here, you have another person here. And at the top of the pyramid, which is between them is God or their goals. Now, if both of these people try to work towards each other, they're never going to find each other. Because the pyramid's in the way. The pyramid is life, right? Mm-hmm. But if said partner and said partner start working toward God, towards God or their goals, they'll find each other at the top. And that's what Ifa is saying because if you're somebody that hasn't invested in yourself spiritually, you're never going to be in a position to find that other half. Or if you have had the, posi- the, the, the blessing to be able to find them before then, you have to reinvest in yourself to harmonize with them and, and what's around you. So I would say that. Um, but as far as rituals, like doing something, I don't recommend love spells. I don't recommend certain things like keep it fundamental because those things can interrupt as well. Because if you start doing magic to kind of like flow certain people or certain things towards your way, it could actually um, interrupt. Absolutely. Because let's say this, right? You do like a honey ritual or a honey jar to like bring somebody and you you got multiple names in there. You got a bunch of you're you're a free for all. Beyonce. I, was, I didn't say no Sierra. names. I didn't say no names. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, now mind you, it's like that thing that hangs off the wall for flies. You might catch a fly. You may have wanted a fly, but a cockroach might end up on there too. So you got to be careful because you might attract all of what you don't want as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it comes with you know those ramifications, but. Um, you know, as far as finding somebody, I have a bunch of guys, there's two things here, right. That I want to go over. I know people that are married right now that are fully initiated, babalawo, priest, whatever, like they're fully in, they're active, they're initiating people, they're doing it. And their partner not only doesn't practice, but really detests Ifa. They see it as devil worship. They see it as demonic, etc. I can honestly say, looking at these people who are wonderful people, and of course, I always, I, I've, I've been a master at understanding limits and boundaries, right? Even if these people are my clients, etc., they are somewhat miserable, because, like, for example, you know, we're working in ifa ceremony, and I tell people, if you want to get involved in ifa, you need to be ready to be with your elders till two, three in the morning after ceremony cleaning. Like, this is not for the faint or weak of heart. So it takes a lot of confidence from a partner. To understand, hey, I don't have to worry about my partner being out till three in the morning because they're working religion, you know. But when you have someone who doesn't believe or doesn't condone, they're not trying to hear none of that. So, you know, said person is trying to work with me, assist me, be a factor in this process. And, you know, the phone's ringing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it comes with a lot of connotations. I'm, I'm incapable of judging because at the end of the day, a relationship is to be respected, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, it, it's a big hindrance. You know, I mean, that's I think that's a hindrance for any type of relationship other than like a spiritual one. You guys are just not compatible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mind you, there's there's other components that go into it because like we're not compatible. We're just going to separate Well, we got kids. Well, we got a mortgage. Well, we got all these other things. That's when things can get visceral. You know what I'm saying? Um, So there's that kind of scenario. Then I have other people who are single dating, trying to find that other half. They found Ifa. They're very passionate about it. And they come to me and I'm like, yo, what's good? How, how's the field? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, they're like, no, we're waiting to find somebody in the religion. Right. Which is understandable because, you know, you really know when you're agreeing on things, when it comes to what are we going to teach our children? 
I don't have to worry about waking my daughter up, invoking her sign in front of Olod Dumari in the sun, mm-hmm. studying Ifa with her, reading Patakis to her, you know, she, you know, her casually going through ceremony, like giving her her hand to Ifa. I didn't have to worry about none of that. And I tell you, my brother, that was one of the that would have been something that I wouldn't have been able to handle. That's why I was so selective, you know, and, and she was so selective. You know what I'm saying? It just took away a lot of headaches completely. But, you know, when it comes to your children. So I see people, they're like, we're looking for people in the religion. So that's understandable. But you might meet somebody in the religion. And to be frank with you, they might be tainted. You know what I'm saying? They might have bad habits, whether they'll do witchcraft to you to get you or keep you, or maybe they come from a different spiritual house that does things completely different from your own. Then when it comes time for us to give hand of Ifa to the baby, said Padrino, said Bawalao, somewhere else is like, no, 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 what they did there. Or, you know, I'm like, yo, and, and it just, it, it becomes a fiasco. So I tell people sometimes the best way to move forward is just to meet somebody, keep it natural. You know, I knew a relationship that was going wonderfully, but the woman just wanted to, like, freak out and be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm in Ifa and brought the guy to the Botanica and the guy was bugged out because he's looking at me now. I got the hat on. Like, he's just met me at dinner, like, just as Joseph, you know, the real estate guy. You know, now I'm like the poobah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm the shaman. So now that relationship's destroyed. The guy disappears. You know, and she's like, oh, if he can't accept my religion, he can't accept me. Well, here's the thing. Everything's in stages and levels. You know, this can be really intense for somebody, especially when they're visualizing animal sacrifice, years in white, stigmas. You know, there's an education process that goes in. But you guys were already good. And you don't need to shove the religion down his throat either, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can allow him. Because there are people that will do the hand of Ifa for their partner. Just to, like, all right, all I need is hand of Ifa. We're good about that. I'm cool with that. I will do that because I'm in love with you. Like, I know a guy that became a Muslim in prison. He got out. He's with a Puerto Rican woman from New York, raised Catholic. She converted to Islam for him. And they have a beautiful family. Like, these are people I esteem, three, you know, beautiful sons, beautiful legacy that they're creating. You know, sometimes you just have to have a natural interaction, you know, fall in love with each other. It's not like you're tricking them. But, hey, this is who I am. You know, let's go over this at this stage, see how you feel about it. Are you good with this amount of information I'm giving you? Do you want to delve deeper? Do you want to wait? Do you want to focus on our love more? Like sometimes it's better to keep it like that because sometimes just finding somebody in the culture, like let's say you're Christian and you meet somebody in the church, that might not work out because there's other ramifications in that. So the social aspect of things is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you a spicy question here. Okay. Oh, man. Are you ready? About, I don't know if you're ready about, for this. It's all, right? all about the pimienta, bro. It's all about. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's talk about being intimate. Oh, yeah. With, with your, your partner there. Are there any patakis or odus? I want to hear a story about. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but. Let me, let me tell you something, right? <laughs> so, you know. I'm, I've been very blessed, man. I've, I've, I've delved into my fraternity. I've interacted with some great men. I've learned. And, you know, there's, there's people that come sometimes and they're like, Baba, we got questions. We want to be, we want to get in. And, um, you know, you get these kind of questions, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, you're there. You, know, you have a little bit of rank in the room. You know, they come up to you. They're like, yo, <laughs> we heard this, that, and the third. We can't do this when we come about allows or all this other stuff. And, um, they're like, can we can we do this? Can we not do this? And I, I look at them, and I just like I look at you guys now, and I tell them, whatever a man and woman or two people do consensually behind closed and locked doors, hopefully, is none of anyone's business. 
So even though Ifa says, no, the Babalao can't do this, the woman can't do that, this, that, that, the third, as long as you're not delving into the taboo of your position at the root cause, please do whatever you want with your partner in that room because it's one of the few free things that feel that great. You know what I'm saying? So please enjoy yourselves. Don't talk about what goes on in that room and nobody cares because I'm not just going to go in a conversation like, yo, we did this. <laughs> Please don't. What's, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. No one wants that visual. You know, they see the hat. They don't want any more visuals. So yeah. it's like, keep it moving. And there's signs that talk about it. No, you can't do this. No, this is taboo. Those are things, they may be present, but Orula, he, he didn't stop him from doing anything. Orula was like, yo, I worked all week. This is my moment or my moments. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So no one cares. Okay, so Oshun is known as the, the the Orisha of love. Oh yes, right. Which Orisha is the best love maker? Oh God, brother. <laughs> Oshun, Oshun, right? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, the, there's a couple of Orishas that are definitely um identified with the intimate act, right? Um, Eshu, believe it or not. Really? Oh man, be beware, beware. Um, because there's uh, and forgive the crudeness. This is about relationships, right? But the the Odu of Ogunameji is actually really hilarious because it's where the erection first manifested. So when we're talking about the Ogunameji, there's a there's a uh, a proverb that says when the when the son of Eshu becomes erect, there's no woman that can resist him. Right? Um, it's funny because when I interviewed Danny, I, I said it in so many words. You know what I'm saying? My mm -hmm. son. Um, but yeah, Eshu was actually the first guy to ever, you know, uh, become aroused like mm -hmm. that, you know, masculinely. And, um, he was actually the one who helped first manifest, manifest the, uh, the vaginal opening, you know, in the Odu of Osameji, um, it speaks of when the female genitalia was in the underpit, mm -hmm. right? And this was very inconvenient, you know, because the, the genitals are where they are for a reason, you know? Um, so... They went for divination because people were getting offended by the position of said genitals. So they said that they had to perform sacrifice to Eshu with a banana. So Eshu receiving the banana, um, you know, implanted it in between his legs. And he actually, you know, penetrated the space where the vagina now currently resides. And just like that, intimacy in its modern form manifested. So, mind you, when we're talking about intimacy, you know, love making, all these different things, Eshu was the first. You know, um, Ogun is seen as, as quite a being quite potent as well because he represents the iron, the blood pressure that makes those things possible. Um, Oshun, obviously, you know, the honey, the feminine reproductive fluids, that which makes intercourse possible. Um, believe it or not, Obadala over all of them. And most people wouldn't think that because he's an older guy, he's a little calm, maybe the testosterone has gone down a little bit. But all of the reproductive fluids in the body, um, you know, have a translucent hue. Um, they're attributed to Obatala. And Ifa says that every time um, two human beings engage in the intimate act, they become mounted or go into trance with Obatala because he's the one who makes certain processes possible, whether it's the ejaculation, the receiving of, of, of said you know, material to be able to create, um, life, you know, all of the things that make life possible in the body are white and he's the owner of all white materials. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give it to Obatala over everybody. So that's wild. Man, yeah. I didn't, didn't, didn't even know. Yeah. Obatala's the man. Chango, he has, they, they're all, you have to understand, they all have to have 
some connotation with intimacy or love because we descend from them. The Odu Baba Gundameji says that we all descend from a union between Ogun due to the, you know, the erection and then, you know, Olokun due to her hermaphroditic um, aspects. They were able to procreate and create a world. So all of them have to have something to do with intimacy and procreation because that's Ifa's goal. And um, they each provide a different aspect to it. Like you look at Orumila, Orumila is the metaphysical stimulation that we have to engage in to be able to become attracted to each other. Because the physicality of it is wonderful, right? But, you know, the interaction, the courtship, the conversation, you know, all those things go, play huge roles, you know? So um, I, I know Django was a, he was a cheater. He was a philanderer. So, Chang'o is, I love him to death, but he is, he's a perfect example of what not to do before 40. It's, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. Oh, God bless him. I love him, man. I love him, but good God, he he wrecked a lot of stuff. <laughs> is What does Ifa say about infidelity? Completely and utterly taboo. Put it this way. In my Odu of Irete Otura was actually where the uh, the pimps and panderers first manifested right okay they were they were known as onibolode um and basically what onibolode translates to is i am inside the person that's outside so you know in that odu shango um was engaging in infidelity and he was getting he was getting he was getting sauced up by the women because they were all doing witchcraft to him you know he was raising his hands to them they were raising his hands to him and he was doing really bad. And he went for divination with Orumila, where Orumila said, you can't do this anymore. Because mm -hmm. every time you're unfaithful or you're living promiscuously, you're having an exchange of energy. Soul that, ties. Exactly. You know, because, you know, he, he was he was going the whole hundred yards every time he was with each of them. It wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm leaving now. No. So he had to make offerings to each of these women's parents. To be able to have the parents influence the women to accept him and then enter into a polygamous um, equation because he's like, you know, I want to, I, I love you, I love them all. And he said, well, rather than cheating on all of them, get married. He's like, oh, okay. So, you know, in that Odu, um, infidelity is punishable by death. Ifa mm -hmm. says, he who engages in infidelity in any form will die. Now, it might not be physically, it could be socially, you could lose an amazing person, any of these different things. You cannot engage in that activity. And all of the signs say this. Infidelity is a complete taboo. So unfortunately, you have some brothers who, you know, they're like, Orula had multiple wives. I can have multiple women. There's a big difference between a woman and a wife. Yes. Yep. So now, mind you, Orula and various Odus had three wives. You know, obviously, Africa, this is not stigmatized like in the New World to a certain degree. Or it's culturally more accepted to the demographic that's grown up seeing those things, right? But to be able, and this resonates a lot with Islam and, and you know, certain sects of Christianity and religions in general, to be able to have a second wife, you must get permission from the first one. And if she says no, it's no. So pick right the first time. Don't be thinking, oh, there's more coming. No, no, no. Make her your one and only, and whatever happens, that's between, you know, whatever equation you guys want to concoct. But infidelity is an absolute taboo. It's punishable by death. The Orisha, you will be killed by your partner's Orisha. Because you might think you're getting away with something on the side, but their Orisha is watching you, and you're done for. I've heard horrible accounts. You know, God forbid people bringing things home, mm. you know, losses. Like, it's, it's no way. Mm. No way. Are there any other... Uh taboos like that that involve relationships um you, you should never raise your hands to each other 
you know, Rumila says that the man who raises his hands to a woman raises his hands to Ochun herself. Mm. Um, not good. There's actually a story. I think I think Erica told it on um, on one of the podcasts where a guy was. I don't. I'll, I'll reiterate it. He was uh, domestically abusing his wife, mm-hmm. and they both had crowned Ochun, or he had Shangwo and she had Ochun. Very. It can be a very polemic uh, equation as well because those two they were always like at oh, each other. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, because they were so passionate about each other, you know. So he was lifting his hands to her, and Ochun gave him two chances. And she's like, if you ever touch my child again the way she doesn't want to be touched, you're dead. He did it again. He sent her to the hospital this time. I think he had an addiction habit. And um, he was on his way home or something like that after visiting her. He started a ruckus at the hospital. I think he was driving, he was in a bus on the way home and the bus exploded or the bus ran him over. He Ochung has this thing with vehicular accidents because I forgot what Odu it is. I don't think it's Iretunte Di, it's another one where it says Ochung sentences people and Ogun kills them. So Ogun mm. is the car and the knife and all these other things and he, he's he, the tool. Exactly. So he trained that gentleman trained that brother transitioned that way, but you can never lift your hands to a partner like that at all you know it's uh the way you speak to your partner you know what i'm saying um the words and things that you manifest um ifa does not believe in toxicity ifa you know it believes in working things out but sometimes we have irreconcilable differences we're only human beings and the thing is is that's why in a relationship it's not that you're working at it it's not that you're taking effort you should already be motivated of i woke up this is my other half i adore them who are they today because you're not the same person like yesterday. So every day you have to recognize, I have to get to know that person today. I have to delve. And if you go too long without that, you're 20 years in a marriage and you look over and be like, I don't even know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And it's not only you finding them out, it's you putting them in a position to be able to understand you. Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is how I'm doing. You know, what are you willing to hear right now? What are you not? Mm-hmm. You know, all these different things. How transparent can you be? And you, you should be open book. Okay, well, speaking of open book right are there any type of relationship ifa therapists for couples right so what would what would a couple come to you and ask so i've been in cases now mind you that's apart from obviously the the psychological professional right but um sometimes sometimes like for example like in the jewish community if we're having an issue um, you know, as far as a marriage, we're going to go visit the rabbi. We're going to sit down. We're going to look at what the Torah says. We're going to delve and see how, you know, God can help us through this obstacle of, you know, maintaining this relationship with Ifa. It's the same thing. Like I've had clients come and, um, I'll read, I'll read each of them individually to see what Ifa is saying specifically to them about how they can better the situation or put someone else in a position to, to be in a, to, to be able to help you know, as far as a partnership, I've had people just come and sit down with me. And, you know, obviously I have no medical license whatsoever. I'm not providing therapy. I'm simply just talking based on what Ifa says. So for example, we're, we're, we're facing this hardship, right? Well, based on that, in this Oddu, Chang'o and Ochung resolved it this way. Based on your signs of hand of Ifa, this is what Ifa is saying. We need to have that breakthrough. Um, so it's completely based on the spiritual beliefs of said couple okay so does ifa have like i'm trying to word it here you know how everybody argues about today about traditional roles and modern women and all that stuff yeah is when it comes to ifa is there a definitive role for a man and a definitive role for a woman absolutely or whoever absolutely 
the thing about it is this, and I, I'm not a huge fan of how Ifa is being utilized as a tool to be able to promote a, a modern agenda, right? Ifa is ancient. Ifa is original. Ifa is not changing to accommodate itself to nature. Ifa is nature. So now, mind you, I'll never change the oil in my car. Um, you know, the, the, my wife is not stereotypical in certain regards, but we're a team. So what she doesn't do, I do. And that's really ideal because ironically, whatever she doesn't like, I like to do and vice versa. Um, but at the end of the day, men are the destroyers of nature and women are the creators, right? So what are the absolute roles of a man? You must be strong. You must prepare your mind. You must prepare your body because there are moments within the experience of manhood where the man within the home is the enemy, right? What do mm -hmm. I mean by this? Your wife is pregnant, you're right? You're expecting this amazing uh, being to be born, right? But psychologically, you have impregnated your wife through a consensual um, experience, but at the same time, there's, you know, when we look at intimacy, there's violent aspects of it, right? At the end of the day, you know, it's a reiteration of how things were thousands of years ago. So you, now you have impregnated her. Now she has a child. Now she has to go through nine months of agony and discomfort because you want to have a child and she has to carry it, which she's happy to. But that doesn't make her, you know, recognize any less that you are the cause of all this, right? <laughs> so what is your job? Your job is to be patient. Your job is to be understanding. Your job is to provide. Men, and once again, when we're talking about roles, this does not change. The role of the man is the provider. Now, mind you, your wife might make more money than you. I'm very blessed. My wife makes more money than me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that does not take away the role of you have to be independent within this organism to provide. It's not that we just don't do anything. You know, the idea of living off of a woman, et cetera, is completely taboo within Ifa. And I'm not talking about stay-at-home dad, stay dads. That's a beautiful thing if you're in the position. Now, mind you, you have a lot of men who have the opportunity to work from home. I'm very blessed. Most of the time, I mean, you guys will come into the store and I'm not even here. So there's there's nothing more beautiful than that. But always being productive within your equation, you know, because the same way a woman can help a man provide, a man can help a woman provide as well. We go through stages within our relationship. So the man is meant to protect and provide. It's all about the peas, right? Now, when we're talking about women, at the end of the day, the women, they are the nurturers. They are the creators, you know, um, within... Ifa, there are roles. It's like this whole debate with the Bawalawo, Yang Ifa, Olorisha context. Um, there are things we can't do. I will never give birth to a child. I will never um, go through certain experiences that a biological woman would. But I don't have the frustration or desire to do that. That's what needs to be analyzed, either a predisposition or the way we're born or frustration. We just need to identify which one is causing the frustration of you not being able to accept. There's certain things you won't be able to do as a man based on femininity and then certain things that women will never do based on, you know, them being women versus men. For example, men, I don't want my wife going out at three in the morning to look for formula. I'm sorry. And to be frank with you, and I'm not trying to be too, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, conflictive, but I don't think any woman should be out at that time unless, you know, they're being, they're protected themselves some way, they're armed some way, they're in a group somehow. But for something such as formula and barring any other handicap or any other 
um, situation that may be occurring. I, I know as a father and my daughter, you know, just gave birth and she's looking for formula. I want my son-in-law to go get it. It's just that simple. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want safety. I want protection. These are the roles that Ifa has identified thousands of years ago. So who are we to come now? And I don't think it's like God said, this is what you do. I think evolution as well. I think there's a reason men are physically stronger. I think there's a reason why women are able to tolerate more pain because I can't give birth to a baby. I don't ever want to do that. You know what I'm saying? This is painful. Now I'm here to, I'm here to help you recuperate from that. That's my role, you know, and I'm here to deal with all the things that come with that because it's my fault. We're having a baby just like yours, but this is the greatest moment. So all these different things, you know, these are, this is what Ifa has identified. So Ifa is really not with the modern. Now, mind you, it's not with oppression either. Women have the right to be educated. Women, most of the time, are a lot smarter than us. You know, men have, you know, all these, I don't believe in any of that. The oppression, the closed-mindedness. Ifa was the first feminist religion. Ifa is a divine feminine religion. So, you know, it, the modern take on it, though, that, women can do everything men can do and men can do everything women can do. Ifa says no, because it's just not biologically and physically possible. It's just not. And that's okay. Cause there's plenty of other things we can do within those parameters. Gotcha. I was just thinking, what a rant. No, no, no. That's good. Good info. But I, yeah. I was just thinking when my wife was pregnant, she would act differently sometimes, not like anger, but she just, Pregnancy brain. It's or... hormone hormones poppy. The dangerous <laughs> estrogen is recognized in Ifa as the most Thank you. You're getting there. Okay. It's the most it is the most divine and dangerous particle in all of nature, estrogen. Because without it, none of us would be here. But sometimes when there's too much of it, we don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? So it's finding that balance and understanding these these beings that are women. You know, look what they're going through. You know, women will never be the same. After carrying a, a, a child in there for so long, their organic system will never be the same. We have to nurture them. We have to be there for them. So I don't want, I, I can't, I have an issue with weak men. And what I, and Ifa has an issue with weak men. And what do I call weakness? I don't call weakness, hey, I can't lift 500 pounds in the gym, or I'm not like, you know, prototypically masculine. I'm talking about weaknesses. I don't want to work for my family. I don't want to deal with my wife doesn't, you know, she's not happy today. So I have to be in a rut. No, Papa, you have to build this resilience towards life. Because if not, it's gonna, it's gonna bulldoze you because it's not always pretty. It's not always nice, you know what I'm saying? And this is the kind of ideal partnership that we're looking for for our daughters and ultimately nurturing women for our sons or, you know, everything in between, whether it's a, an LGBT situation. We just want good people with the people we care about, and that comes down to roles, even within any equation. Do you have any uh, any interesting stories about when Poroye was pregnant? Oh, God, her thing was ice cream, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would say, you know, your father would go to Haagen-Dazs in, uh, in, in Miami Lakes, you know, because back then in Miami, everything was open all night. You know? Yeah, because COVID was going on when I had a I had yo, my daughter Walmart wasn't open 24 hours oh, when COVID bro, started. Bro, so, it was, it was so how'd horrible. you get the ice cream at 2 a.m.? It was horrible, Poppy. It was horrible. Like, you know, um, you know, there were other things. I mean, my daughter was born dur during a very odd time. I'll never forget COVID had just imploded society and then all of a sudden we have a formula shortage that's true she was born during the formula shortage right so when we left the hospital we were pretty stockpiled mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because we she needed a certain formula because she's just you know she's delicate you know mm -hmm. from that from that aspect so she was using gentle ease by uh god what is that infamil 
uh, endorsement. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, when that started, because that was the one everybody wanted because it, it was a much easier digestion for the children. So when we would go to um, Walmart and empty because the whole Similac thing happened, you know what I'm saying? So there were times I was up till 1, 2 in the morning. Like I'd do a full shift at the Botanica, whatever it was formula because it was every day we were hunting because it was it was literally madness and um sometimes till one two in the morning i would wait outside walmart walgreens for the the, it was like on thursday mornings the truck would get there you got a five bottle limit you know i feel horrible i had my sons ready to go all their friends like we were getting five bottles at a time because that was a stress i wasn't willing to deal with you know i can deal with a bunch of things but and the worst part about it is when you have the funds to be able to provide and there's no inventory. It really reminded me of Cuba mm. because that's always been the joke on the island. You have money, there's no inventory. You have inventory, there's no money. You know what I'm saying? So I was really going through it as well because I'm thinking about all the people that might not be able to afford the formula. Then you can't find the formula. Like when 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 she was born, the formula was like eight ninety something. Yo, I just went to buy five bottles. There it's like thirteen dollars a bottle right now. Yeah. It's terrifying, you know, and I don't know how people are doing it. I don't know what I would do in that kind of situation because that'll just take me back to caveman and animal, you know what I'm saying, with my kids, you know what I'm saying, whether it's her, whether it's any of them. Because as, and this is what I talk about roles, as a man, you have to have the resilience of deprivation. You have to be like, I'm not going to get any of what I want today. I'm not going to have the moment to sit out back on my patio and smell the grass. I'm not going to watch my football game. I'm not going to be able to go to the gym. Mm. None of that. But my solace and satisfaction is my family has everything they need. And they might not even necessarily be like, hey, thanks, Dad. You know, that doesn't come for a good 10, 15, 20 years maybe. And it may never or come. Ever. <laughs> or ever. And But that's the price we pay as parents. Gratitude does not come with this equation because your children do not owe you anything. And one of those things is appreciation. They don't. You know what I'm saying? So that's the resilience and roles that Ifa says we need to have within our relationship, whether it's men or women. And I'm a little harder on the men because I am a man. You know what I'm saying? And when you go through certain situations that build that strength, whether it was our fertility process, whether it's having a newborn, you just have a certain criteria. And when you have daughters, you know, you you expect quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, that's what Ifa says are those roles. You know, men are the providers and ultimately the destroyers of nature and women are the creators and the nurturers. So that will never change because that's what nature has given us physically. Before we get out of here. Oh, God. I want to ask everybody in the chat. Uh, I, I did mention a couple of uh, Pataki stories. I, wa- I want you all to rate what do you think my knowledge is now <laughs> of Ifa out of 10? One, one through 10, one being I know nothing, 10 being I'm a babalao. <laughs> so, so. I'll be honest with you. Right now, you're, you're pushing a four, man. Because yeah. for you to just be able to pull yeah. a batagi like that and actually interpret it and relate it, that's our bread and butter. I love it. And this is just me being around you yeah, and, and watching the podcast. So yeah, I wonder yeah. how many other people have you know taken notes and... Man, the people my god kids they try to hit up the house like erica's like you have this much time on this day that's it <laughs> get them out of here and they're, and they're coming they're not coming empty-handed like yo marina you know we brought dinner this that, and the third you know and she's like man they brought food now i can't get rid of them you know what i'm saying so we, we love the visits and a lot of people benefit from that of course we benefit from everybody we interact with because we just keep a really high value circle you know as far as like integrity you know, people that are productive and progressive, like that's what gets me going. Just being in a circle with four other people and, hey, this is what we got going on. This is what we're doing. All love, 
all appreciation, all motivation. And that's what you have to do. You are the sum of the five people you're around and your five next moves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The five, five theory. So, you know, be very careful with who you're investing your time in, you know what I'm saying? Or your energy into. So if you're, if your guy kids are watching, what's the food that will get them to the front of the line? Chacho, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I love food, bro. Um, <laughs> My grandmother used to say, "Food comes in, love comes in through the kitchen." Yeah, right? yeah. But um, I'm big on Mediterranean, dog. I'm yeah. gonna do the ancestry thing. I got I got Sicilian in me, so I don't know if there's some Greek in there or whatever. But I love that. I love a good sandwich, like a good Reuben. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So Boroye knows what to surprise me with, and then apart from that, you know, my god kids know me. I'm a simple guy. You know what I'm saying? But that'll get them through the door and let them stay. You know, well, there you go. chop cheese, you know, but um, guys, a couple closing thoughts on uh, on relationships. Right. Um, love is important. The love of yourself, first and foremost. And then apart from that, you know, being able to love others and recognize all the great things they have. Ifa is all about love. Our spiritual capital is known as Ileife, which means the house of love. Um, so, you know, be patient with yourself, get to know yourself, invest in yourself. And I assure you, when you become the person you want to be, you will have that other person right there by your side. So from Our Roots Podcast, I want to say thank you. And until next time, see the light. <laughs>